There is a fifth dimension. A dimension of sound. Damn it, Frank! We tell him to be quiet. I spill my hot cup of Uranus again. A dimension of sight. Hey, Arch. I'm gonna sock you in the puss. A dimension of mind. Nan Adams, is that you? Ah! Ah! Next stop, the Twilight Zone. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Fifth Dimension of Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Nick Jacob, as always. Uh, I am here. Sorry, with my uh, co-host. <laughs> Jacob's like, I'm, I, I don't know what to do. But no, we're here once again to talk to the Twilight Zone. Rod Serling's famous, uh, very uh, uh, inventive series of things and places and Uranus cuffs and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a good time. Very important series that he created. As always, uh, if you want to reach us out and you know listen to us in our your audio ears and stuff like that, uh, you can reach us at you know Anchor and uh, uh, MovieCast and iTunes and Amazon Music and Google Play and Audition and uh, whatever they have over in england that type of thing so (laughs) we're here to talk a much better episode than last week's episode i think we can definitely 100 percent agree to that one see how the last episode was our worst episode of the of the series so far jacob i hope so jacob triv how the hell are you guys doing what's going on how's life i just made it back from the forbidden zone and boy are my arms tired yeah that was a weird zone (laughs) i spent late last night with a glory hole so something's tired (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i actually i listened to someone talk glorious. about that a, well yeah i listened to someone talk about that movie on a podcast i'm like oh man i should have watched that movie with jacob oh my god instead of watching a certain other movie i can't uh mention right now but uh actually i probably could because this won't come out till monday but um, is it the one you were talking about in your dms uh maybe 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 i is can't it, remember uh, anymore it's, oh, yeah, it's an okay. interest elbow thing yeah oh he, no no it's he's not doing yeah, things. Okay. Oh yeah, no, things, no. He's yeah. he's doing things with lions. I, I can't really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could talk about you know the 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 creature, the the giant you know creature that that's the the thesaurus would have another word for. In addition to your glory hole, I mean, you could deal with a beast of a thing. <laughs> But... <laughs> so anyways uh with that said... <laughs> go a lot of places yes uh, but with that said um, <laughs> exactly uh but with that said we also have a uh a new guest host on the show somebody who you know i we wanted to bring on for at least one episode even though they're not like real familiar with the twilight zone but i felt you know talking about this episode seemed perfect especially with the content he uh puts on his channel and uh that person of course is uh tytd reviews which of course is dan uh from this channel um how you doing dan welcome to the fifth dimension thank you for inviting me to the fifth dimension it smells of cinnamon and nappies i don't know why the (laughs) nappies that's a very strong scent that's me Um, that's me <laughs> mystery soul with other kids <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm doing good um i'm doing okay today so battling a little bit of food poisoning surprisingly but i'm pulling through um if you hear any screams of pain and the mic sort of slump <laughs> over and sort of panicked footsteps uh that's me um but yeah other than that i'm tickety boo excellent excellent and uh your co-host was on uh our, one of our videos just recently which is of course ben right Oh yeah, that bastard. Uh, yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> he's lovely. Yes. Yeah. I believe so, he introduced um... you to the world of painting with the penis. <laughs> yes, Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob oh, man, is going to pick that up as a side thing here soon. So 
going to his I, OnlyFans. It's already oh, done. Yeah, <laughs> I I hope that guy comes. I don't know if he does tours, but man, I was trying to look and see if he does. I really want to go see him and get a a painting made, a Picasso made. People were like, I don't remember that being in one of your videos. When was that? What was that in your video? That was cut. <laughs> <laughs> When we watched that guy may have been cut. Um, no, anyways, uh, Dan, but uh, was tell Picasso us little... cut? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, These no, questions Dan, and more us... this week. Right, right, right. Uh, Dan, tell us a little bit about what, like your channel and what kind of what you do. Um, so my channel is TYTD Reviews, and um, we cover all things cult, strange, and we focus particularly on awful cinema. Um, and the kind of thing that I do is I, I take these bad films that have often been neglected and kind of just shoved to one side and you know, told they're a piece of shit and there's just no redeemable qualities to them. And I actually sort of take them apart with an emphasis kind of on figuring out what makes them bad, but more importantly, what isn't so bad about them. Um, the aim of it is to kind of reappraise them almost, to kind of show that even the worst films have some redeemable qualities. But yeah, we cover all sorts of strange stuff. Um, we're on a little bit of a break, actually, at the minute, but we should be back in a couple of weeks. We've got a summer special that's just come out for the Video Nasty Don't Go In The House, which we managed to get the lovely Mike from Rotted Reviews on. Uh, he was a lovely guy who really helped us out. But yes, we we sort of look at very strange films, things like Things and The Jar and Bog and all that good stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of uh, strange things, uh, you definitely came on the right uh, movie or right episode. So, um, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah, like we had been, I, after Ben came on, we were talking, to, I was talking to Triv and I was talking to Ben and uh, Jacob about this. I was like, you know, we, we, we follow you, you know, through you, you know, you and Triv's uh, videos where you do a lot of the um, uh, game show stuff with the, uh, is that, uh, what, what the, the dub, dub stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I was thinking, like, what would be an episode that even if Dan isn't a huge Twilight Zone fan or has never really watched the Twilight Zone, what would be a good episode him to talk about? And I was thinking about Most Unusual Camera because it's just it's a wacky ass episode with weird, crazy things going on, which is Twilight Zone. But <laughs> this is more of a comic comedic episode than like most Twilight Zone episodes, which is kind of nice. But going in, let me ask you this, Dan, to start out going into this episode or just Twilight Zone in general, having never really seen an episode before, what were you expecting? Were you expecting this or were you expecting something different? You has watched some things before, but not like to the extent we have, like, what was your overall feeling going into it? Um. So, yeah, I mean, my, my experience with the show before this episode was that I'd always kind of been a ships in the night situation where every time it had kind of come about, it just wasn't the right place or time. I wasn't able to catch it. Um, you know, one of the things I always watched growing up was Batman 66. I used to love that show. Um, and they used to play the Twilight Zone afterwards, but I was always kind of just too busy to catch it. Um, I knew about the sort of parodies and the things like that that had been on things like The Simpsons and Futurama and all that kind of good stuff. But I'd never actually, apart from, I think the only thing I'd seen was um, the odd stray clip of the uh, William Shatner episode with the yeah. gremlin on the wing of the plane. Um, outside of that, I hadn't seen anything. Um, so I was completely fresh eyed and I was kind of expecting going in a, a bit more of a, I don't want to say gritty, but a, a darker tone to it, a, a much more... Um, abstract you know when you look at the sort of the opening title sequences and you see all these things kind of flying past you the immediate thought is that you're going in something a bit more surreal and uh you know that this episode is certainly quite absurd and surreal in places but it wasn't quite as dark as i was expecting it to be yeah. um but it was still really good fun yeah definitely and uh as i always ask you to uh i know triv you've seen this episode many a times and you really like this episode as you said yes. uh jacob uh 
was this an once again i know you probably have, don't remember much of this episode but do you remember seeing this episode at all uh yeah once the episode started i was like i vaguely remember this i don't remember exactly how it went down but i remember the whole i remember basically what happened in the end i remember the <laughs> thing that happened <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about that oh yeah yeah it's um I haven't even introduced the actual episode. The actual episode is uh, season two, episode 10, which is called A Most, Most Unusual Camera. Like I said, there hasn't been too many episodes in the Twilight Zone as of yet that have been like real comedic. There's been a couple that have been, you know, had comedic moments. But I think this is the most outright jokey episode that has a message about other kind of darker things but it's directed by john rich who actually worked as triv said on all in the family written by rod serling production code 173 3606 uh original air date december 16th 1960 so the episode before the christmas episode which is uh we'll talk about that next week but yeah it's an episode that is definitely an I, I don't know how you feel, Jacob, because uh, I know you're you're the biggest proponent on like how bad last week's episode was, which I <laughs> we now finally agree on that. But this episode is definitely improvement. I don't know if it'll be like top 20 or whatever, but I definitely think it's an episode that has Absolutely. its charm. Yeah, yeah. It's some stinkers, as they say recently. But <laughs> this one is, has to be above for a chance to dream, though, right? Refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man we'll get there Trip. Um, we'll get there okay oh. <laughs> dan but, have you seen perchance to dream uh, i have not like i say this this is my first and only lucky. twilight zone video <laughs> although trip has very graciously offered to uh, show me some more later down the line so hey, most of my yes. knowledge when she offers to show you that one say no i'm i'm good <laughs> no, just because like you are anti-cat person so it's like yeah, watching cat people in that one Yes, I'm so, getting don't, me up. They're, no, they're <laughs> lying to you. They're lying. <laughs> so you it's described like it yourself as a damn that. cat person. <laughs> uh, that's... So it's like Rorschach and Watchmen. He looked up in the looked up in the sky and said no. Yep, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Um, anyway, I don't really to put it in perspective, Dan. I don't I don't like that episode, but I hate it all the more. I started this show. <laughs> what what episode was like eight? It was like, you started no, you, you started, started episode 11. Yeah. It was two weeks after that episode. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was right after that episode. Had they had they had ranked it. Unfortunately, this is why they needed me here. And you, I usually say that I it was probably the downfall of the show, but in that instance, I would have elevated it immensely because that episode is way up, and that's what I hated even more for that. Because I've had to sit here for the past year and look at this piece of shit episode being that high. Oh, suck it up, cupcake. (laughs) And it throws me off every time I'm trying to rank something else. It's like, where should this one go? I was like, well, I would put it here, but perchance the dream is up there. And I think it's better than that one. Man. I don't know. I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of negativity about it, but the cat people idea is still winning me back. I'm just, you know, I, I need to see, you know, I was enthralled by the Isle of Dr. Moreau. So, you know, this could possibly be the winner for me. It's, it's oh man. They're, oh, they're man. leading Dr. you down the road. <laughs> You're talking so, to someone in my camp, someone that appreciates, you know, spectacle. I do too, but that that show that episode was just <laughs> 
boring and I'm stupid. Kidding. I'm kidding. I like shit movies. I got you guys to watch the Ice Pirates and I nothing would, but I trouble. watched that before you did. I, um, yeah, but I asked I you to come watch it again. That, yes, I'm the one that brought up doing it, though. I was like, hey, what about Ice Pirates? I hope you Pirates? actually got me to watch that, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I, See? I feel like Asshole. I should be on the sidelines here just going, knife fight, knife fight. <laughs> I have a, yeah, a actually, review I... of Ouija Shark on my channel. <laughs> Proud of you, man. Proud of you. So, anyways, anyways, um, okay, this episode opens up with uh two characters. Uh, actually, this is also starts Fred Clark, Gene Carson, Adam Williams. Uh, it opens up with Chester and Paula. They're in a room, as these episodes usually do. They're in a room, just you know, one's reading the newspaper, they're talking about their you know, thievery and stuff like that. And uh, Chester's like Chester's like the the woman of this episode. He's just a nonstop nag, which is kind of <laughs> nice to have like the opposite happening in this because usually it's you know the woman that's nagging and outside, and she seems to be like much more. She's not like the smartest character in the world, but she's much more like contained outside of her palpitations. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> um, but like everything's fake. All the Picasso, I think it was Picasso or whatever. They're all fake. All the stuff they get is fake, and because they hit up a whatever type of store and um like a curio shop yeah curio shop and i just think it's fun the whole the whole segment is like really funny to think about but uh jacob this is where rod sterling starts to talk in front of a window while we stare at the two individuals yeah man and he talked a lot <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> and rod sped in real quick he's been waiting like five ten minutes to come in today he was like i'm here oh i made I'm it here, guys bitches. i'm on time <laughs> Let's see what hot rod. He's between to say. cigarette breaks. There you go. <laughs> now he, that is a cigarette. He's usually smoking. A hotel suite that, in this instance, serves as a den of crime. The aftermath of a rather minor event to be noted on a police blotter. An insurance claim. Perhaps a three-inch box on a page twelve of the evening paper. Small addenda to be added to the list of the loot. A camera. A most unimposing addition to this floatsome and jetsam that it came with. Hardly worth mentioning, really. Because cameras are cameras. Some expensive, some purchasable at five and dime stores. But this camera, this one's unusual because in just a moment, we'll watch it inject itself into the desentines of three people. It happens to be a fact that the pictures that it takes can only be developed in the Twilight Zone. Dun, dun, dun. Very wordy. When I copied and pasted I... that from the website, I was like, oh my God, that took up a lot of lines. <laughs> Words. Every time I hear Floatsum and Jetsum, I think of the damn Little Mermaid eels. <laughs> so this first act is it's pretty straightforward and you know, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but basically they steal a bunch of shit, is what they do. I mean uh, they steal a bunch of crap and this guy chester is just real unhappy about it and then you know they find they actually steal a camera they stole a camera so whatever they talk about how you know you can have like film developed for 39 cents and all this to happen you know they decide they're going to take a picture with the camera and the camera you know basically has like a, a 16,000 second delay of taking a picture the picture reveals because they take a picture of paula and the picture reveals paula in a fur coat you're going 
okay so this is a futuristic per, uh predicting camera and stuff like that but then it you know it comes true because they find a camera or find the fur coat in the chest and or in the ch- yeah in the chest and stuff like that and i have to ask you guys like as this is happening and she's like oh my god a fur coat it's like is she really that smart like what do you guys like th- as this stuff's happening because they also take another picture and it's woodward as we learn later on but like what do you guys think i'll go to you dan you know somebody who doesn't you know really watch the twilight zone you know comes into this like watching this episode what do you think about like what was going on with this episode and the characters and you know you watching you know very obscure crazy looking films and stuff like that what was your take on this so we have an expression in england um to describe the characters in this episode and that is that the wheel is spinning but the hamster's dead um (laughs) these people these people must have had one brain cell on loan and uh, unfortunately it's burnt out um the 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 thing that got me and the opening moments of the episode was when um the picture comes out with the fur coat and she immediately Mm. goes but i don't own a fur coat (laughs) and from that point on just every single time that they were trying to say no this fur coat is now yours i just kept imagining going but i don't own one (laughs) that's the kind of it every single line that they spoke should have been ended with the just for (laughs) added emphasis um it was a truly remarkable scene to to suspend my disbelief to the point i don't think these people could operate a camera realistically with the intelligence that they show throughout the opening and the bulk of this episode um they were they were very smart people (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good old americans Oh man, but I found um, it endearing. I will say this: I didn't find it annoying. Like it's it's so easy um, within within that kind of thing. If you write a character to be purposely a little bit dimwitted, it's so easy to slip into becoming irritating. You know where the where you almost write them to the point where you're just they're obnoxiously stupid. But here it was actually kind of charming. It just it it felt um, a little bit almost John Watersy in the sense of these people are just really really stupid, but also a little bit loud, but not like oppressively so. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a comfortable level of stupid for me. Nice. <laughs> That's how what I live you, my uh, life. <laughs> comfortable level of stupid. You are a comfortable level of stupid for me. <laughs> You're good on a t-shirt, really. Yeah, man. I'm going to go to Teespring. Well, yeah, exactly. Add that to my merch shop. Um, but what about you guys? What did you guys think? Before I... Woodward comes in. I, I, so, you know, they're describing the camera. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think, so this is like, they, they pull this camera from a curio shop. It's Mm -hmm. like an antique camera in the sixties. So, you know, I think it dates to probably like the 1920s. There's no place to re-add film. So it has a limited number of photos on it. Um, but they don't know how many at that point. So, um, the, the fact that they, they say to this camera, oh, well, you know, it's clearly one of those joke cameras that, you know, already had the picture loaded and it adds your face. You can't do that today with cameras, much less back then. So their ability to like look at this and go, oh yeah, there's a scientific explanation for this weird shit. I just, I love that. It's so like, it's so, it's so like outside the box of like normal rationale, but they're so freaking dumb. It's a weird level of things. (laughs) Yeah, they're fucking idiots. uh, (laughs) She's... She's like the most unobservant person on earth. She's clearly got this big fucking Yeti on after he takes this picture. And she's just like, oh, look at me by the window. How do you fucking miss that? You're covered in fur. And she's like, it takes her like a few looks at it. And she's like, oh, wait, I'm wearing a, a fur coat. 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like she opens the they open the chest, she's wearing a fur coat. I'm like, you just talked about this like ten fucking seconds ago. It's like and Jesus yeah, Christ. and then there's that. Could, and then she puts you can it almost on. Almost hear the like... dial up sound in the background. Yeah. Buffering wheel. Like those people I talk to out in the world, and it just I feel like that's they have loading going across their head. Like you say something, they go you know, you know what the camera reminds me of? It reminds me of a product that would be in like needful things. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, it does. It's like a Polaroid though, pretty much, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like the original Polaroid from 1912. And it dings. Mm-hmm. It does. It does to let ding. you know, so you don't forget about Very it. Very satisfying ding. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will say well, too, what... and obviously we'll talk about this a little later, but like the lexicon phrases off of this movie or off of this yes. episode were so amazing but some of them were they they were uh repeats i noticed there's lots of sexicon words yes Yes. yeah (laughs) every time i'd hear one i'd be like oh that's good oh i've already got that one so if you got on if you caught one that we didn't already have let me know and i'll add it it's been a while i'm pretty sure i do so i mean who uh, fingered it i mean that's always i'm always gonna catch that one (laughs) (laughs) Um, arguing she's like who fingered it and i'm like me me, I did. I, oh, <laughs> I will also say one other thing on 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 the wife. Like she, I think she tries to pull out big phrases to make herself <laughs> sound smarter, and I kind of love that. Yeah. Oh, and I wonder, is that her real voice, or is she doing that thing? Because you know, back in the day, up until like maybe the eighties, like if you were they they female characters that were like attractive, but they they were usually criminals. And like the sidekick to the main criminal, and like to make they always made them sound like bimbos. Oh, they're kind of doing the Harley Quinn mm. thing, kind of yeah, a, it, kind I'm of a New York saying. accent. Hey, honey, yeah. <laughs> he sounded like Ellen hey, Green sugar, come on, what are we gonna do here? <laughs> yeah, she sounded like Audrey, Audrey won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, totally. So you mention it, um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that actually that'll bring us into like the next segment. Like they take another picture and it's Woodward. And um, if there's ever a character that would epitomize what Dan and Jacob were saying <laughs> earlier, that's this character. I swear to God, I was watching Gomer Pyle when he when he enters. He he enters. He's like, oh, he's he's surprise, like that. He's like surprise, surprise. Yeah, he's like Mugsy <laughs> or whatever that from the Looney Tunes with the 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 big tall guy with the little guy, like gangster guy and something like that. He's just an idiot and like. They're all fucking idiots. I was yeah, genuinely like, expecting was in to good start company. asking about the rabbits at one point. Just genuinely. <laughs> you can definitely rabbits. tell that him and his sister fall out of the same tree and hit every dumb mm. branch on the way down. Yeah, they even hit each oh, other. Yeah. <laughs> There's just like a smoke cloud of just them fighting each other, you know? It just, oh my God. But that's what, you know. As we joke about it, that's kind of like the charm of this episode is these people are idiots, but it makes the episode entertaining a little bit. It makes it feel like, mm. you know, you don't have to be like, uh, Dan, there was this episode that was um, Nightmare as a Child, which was, yeah. I don't know if I want to get into like the main details, but it was it was about like childhood trauma and stuff like that. It was like very dark and depressing. So, you know, like last week's episode is about a guy who's like down on himself and he goes back in time and his like wife is nasty to him and shit and it's just like to have an episode like this is stupid isn't goofy and is weird and you know you guys watch it when you watch like the really cheesy and over-the-top silly horror films and stuff like that sometimes these episodes are good to watch they may not be the best episodes but they're they're fun and enjoyable and stupid and this sometimes is the you deep need blue that. sea of, of uh, twilight zone 
<laughs> oh man, shark. It's not good, but it's so good at the same time. This is yeah. the thing of Twilight is, Zone. Oh yeah. Well, this is the thing. I, I I find that horror and comedy are kind of always intertwined, and there's always this very um subtle line that you can dance that that really enhance each other. Like, you know, um you can have comedy that then makes the horror all the more powerful and vice versa. Um, so I imagine with this run that this would have been quite the palate cleanse after, you know, mm. the previous week's kind of efforts and endeavours. And I think that if they get that balance right, especially with the darker elements of this episode towards the end, um, you know, it, it really does pay off in spades. And I think, yeah, I think it really did work here. Yeah, yeah, because like... <sighs> I'm just like I, I wonder if Rod Serling was trying like we t I talked about this like either last week or a couple weeks ago where I was wondering if Rod Serling was making these episodes to be kind of like dumb and stupid in a lot of ways because it was Christmas and they were kind of tired of writing you know they've been doing this for like almost two years now and it's like you know you start seeing these kind of more like offbeat and kind of uh, light-hearted episodes like next week is like I think it's a little darker but it's Night of the Meek which we'll talk about and the Christmas this episode. is yep. Yeah, yeah, it's the one with uh, Art Carney, but um, it's when you when you think about like that episode and this episode, and when Woodward enters and stuff like that, he's going to watch the racing and he's going to watch like horse racing and stuff like that, and he, you know, they're talking about how, <laughs> the best part is like, oh, we're gonna give this and like give it to the world and give it to science. Oh, look, there's some horses racing. Maybe we can make some money off that. It's like you know that type Dialogue of thing. Gets louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually exactly. like. I actually like that part. Because yeah. that's one thing with the Twilight Zone and really a lot of media of the day back then is you didn't really have characters like this. I mean, they're, 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 it's a jovial episode and they're all goddamn idiots, but you didn't have characters really like say things like that, kind of like limit that kind of thing and say, oh, you know, we could do this or how about we do that? So I was like, oh, look, they're showing a little bit of depth. I mean, yeah, they they twitch the they as soon as they see something like, oh, money, shiny. Let me go do this. <laughs> I mean, they give it up. But I, I kind of liked how they threw that out there and it showed that it made the characters. They're not good people. Obviously, they're criminals. It made them likable. I never disliked mm. these characters. I thought they were mm -hmm. idiots. And I was like, I couldn't spend a day with you guys, but I never disliked I like them. Benny they were lovable. Yeah. yeah, they were they were like lovable criminals, mm -hmm. you know. I they, were like the, they were the uh, wet anybody. bandits, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. roguish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, there's a whole running joke about her heart palpitating. He's like, "That's fake palpitating," <laughs> and stuff like that. And I, I, that made me laugh. Fake, pal <laughs> yeah. fake palpitating. <laughs> it, it's, I, it's so good. I would also like to add, and this is random, but did you guys notice the anal bead lamp in the background? No, I, I didn't. That's it. funny. <laughs> there's a there's a yeah. lamp that looks like a series of very very large anal beads how did i miss this i don't know i'm actually surprised you did Maybe i, that's just I remember because triff screened this for me she actually paused the video at that point and went look anal bead lamp anal bead lamp <laughs> 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 and then i heard like little scampering feet as she sort of ran back and forth giggling and then she sat back down again <laughs> fine, <so. laughs> but i don't have legs how can i run back and forth you float now you see we we float never like did find out what happened to those legs i assume they're in the twilight zone probably she has yeah. legs i've seen the legs Ooh. <gasps> actually yeah i do i do have legs but i only bring them out on special occasions yes they've made one of so you're saying we have to wait so for an anticipation yes Legation. Yes, <laughs> i didn't even have legs during the the forbidden zone episode where i got digested by the damn building so they only come out on special occasions <laughs> gotcha but yeah 
the just like the stuff that comes out of of uh, what's his face uh, uh, Chester's mouth is like just talking about black magic and you know the kooky pictures and jail after a year and it just it's funny to listen to him talk because it almost feels like Ross certainly was like high or something like that he's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the lexicon words alone I'm gonna leave the Taurus alone and I'm just gonna say things out of his put things in his mouth that you know are stupid and goofy <laughs> well he's <laughs> stupid so it makes sense I mean Chester <laughs> is the smartest of the three of them but that's you know kind of like saying the I don't know I don't have a good so he's King Turd on Ship Mountain. Basically, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he's Mo. He's the Mo of the group. He is very much yeah. Mo of the group. That's a good way it's to a put much it. Much nicer actually. way to put it. <laughs> but they show they show Woodward the picture of him entering the room, and um, yeah, they decide they're going to uh, spend, go and make some money, which is you know we'd all do that until we find out we're going to be. Be falling out windows, not two feet windows this time, but actual windows. And uh <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, we never uh, actually see them land, so it might be a two foot window. Very true. Wouldn't surprise me it. if it was ground floor and they just fell out, and then they were just on the pavement going, <laughs> writhing around on the pavement. I'm still falling. Ah, <laughs> when will I hit the ground? <laughs> it's like. A... <laughs> It's like north by northwest or uh, vertigo or something. Like that. It's just a, it's just nonstop falling for like three hours and stuff like that. <laughs> hey, you want my twenty one questions? <laughs> um, this bottomless hole like is bottomless. Bill and Ted's, Bill and yeah. Ted's bogus journey. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you a plant? Whoa, this hole's like really deep, dude. <laughs> oh, hey, devil dude. So that's the act break. Uh, this is before they go to the track. What do you what do you guys think overall? I mean, it's stupid, it's silly, it's over the top and goofy, and it feels like a, a December episode for a TV series, but what'd you guys think? Dan, I'll start with you. Um, I, I thought it was jolly good fun. I'll be completely honest with you. I thought it was silly, daft, just good time. Like like everybody sort of said here, and, and to reiterate, you know, it's the right side of stupid. It's not irritating. It's just pleasant just to see these... You know, not necessarily they're bad people, but they're not necessarily bad people. Just kind of yeah. idiot themselves through fifteen minutes. I mean, I quite happily watched two hours of them, just like trying to figure out how a toaster works. To be honest, but you know, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed the opening half up to the ad break. was was fantastic. Um, it was just really gentle but pleasant television. Right, right. <laughs> what about you guys? I love this episode. It's. You know, the way that I fall and we all have those episodes that we love and I love weird, just random ass Twilight Zone. It is, it is you know, in its most pure form, like it shows that like God's got that really random ass sense of humor and that's kind of reflected in episodes like this. And I, I love it. So I was having a good time with it. I was I was liking it a whole lot more than I did the past two weeks. That's not saying much. Again, that's like King yeah. Turd of Shit Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was on board with it up, up to that point. I mean, it was it was not breaking the mold by any means. It was not, you know, like, holy shit, this is like such a prolific episode that has so much to say and is going to like get my gears turning. No, it was just a bunch of fucking idiots trying to figure out how the Polaroid works. And uh, <laughs> had a good, I mean, I, I was I was enjoying it. It was a nice uh, palate cleanser from the past few weeks. And you know, if this was if if prior to this one, we had watched something that was like top. 10 or something like that like if we were 
on like a roll of like having a bunch of good episodes and then I watch this one, I don't know, maybe my opinion would be a little bit lower, but I was enjoying it. I was having a good time with it. It was, uh, how did Dan put it? Gen- gently, uh, gentle, uh, pleasantly gentle. Yes. Comfortably stupid. It's comfortably. No, oh. I, I like the pleasantly gentle. I'm going to tell my wife that. Hey, baby. <laughs> pleasantly gentle television at its finest. <laughs> so if this had been the invaders, your opinion would have been slightly different. Yeah, he, he's he just, just waiting. Was... See, Dan, he's waiting five more weeks to to just supplant and like subvert the whole entire series because that's when his like supposed favorite episode comes on. It was my favorite twenty years ago. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think it still is. I, my memories of it are great. I mean, we kind of um, subverted everything with "Eye of the Beholder." I think too, there, Nick. If I'm if I'm not being too over the top with it. So, anyways, Act Two. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that butt is still uh, hurt. Yes, I can see it from here. It's still steaming. It's a steaming pile of Uranus. <laughs> well, you know. Damn. So, Act Two. Um, I think this is where this episode really shines in the sense of just how kooky and weird and strange this case. They basically go to the racetrack, the horse track, the thing that people have outlawed today. And you know, before they actually go, you know, Woodward of course watches the TV. They get their light hey, bulb. What's that? A lot of, oh, I guess that's dog dog racing, not dog racing. racing. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting too, is that like, too mixed up. Yeah, yeah kind of. One yeah, of the Florida last uh, dog race tracks was like semi local to where I'm at, so it was like one of two left in the country, and that was like six months ago. Really, yeah. I did not know yeah. that. I mean, not that I like frequented horse or dog <laughs> racing tracks, but I didn't realize uh, they were. I'm behind on the times. Oh well. But <laughs> now, now but I want to go because I can't. <laughs> like you want to watch bad girl yeah exactly um i want to do go, things they... that i can't um this is where the 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 famous leak in the attic gets brought up again as jacob mentioned earlier there was things that have been brought up before uh leak in the attic was one of the the most popular of our lexicon words i guess you could say it isn't shoulders of pudding but it's pretty good yeah yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah Dan, we come up with we we find such great words from nineteen sixties. It's good times. Yeah, they'll just suck you in the puss. <laughs> Watch you in the what? They'll suck you in the puss. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> it's midweek. I I need to get to work later. <laughs> uh, well, when not in use, turn off the juice. <laughs> But I just like leading up to the the horse track racing stuff. Like they talk about, we're gonna give this to the world. We're gonna give this to science. And they're like, oh, horse horse track racing. And then they bring the camera to the horse track race, you know, the racing track and stuff like that. And they, it's funny to think about 1960 because if they brought cameras like this now and somehow are winning all this money, you'd have like security around you and police like questioning like if you're cheating and stuff like that. And it never is. That's what kind of makes this episode great is they take the camera, they take a picture of the the scoreboard or the board or whatever, gives them the actual winning horse. And of course they start winning lots of money. But I'm like thinking, I'm like at some point they're like, they're going to get caught or they're going to get, uh you know, looked upon like very weirdly by the police, but that never happens in this. And, you know, what do you guys think about that? Like with the whole idea of just how, stupid insane it really is they're like winning all this money they have a camera with them like you would think that'd be a little suspicious see i like to think that the universe that the twilight zone has brought us to this week is the stupid universe where collectively (laughs) everyone has an average iq of three Um, so like 
even the people who are like doing the money just don't know how much money they're giving. It's just they turn up and go, I've won lots. And they just sort of throw as much money as they can give to them out through the doors and they sort of clear off. But yeah, that's the only explanation I have. I can't, they should really be in a prison cell after like the third win or at least in the back room being hit with baseball bats. But like it didn't happen. So I'm just assuming everybody's thick. <laughs> I mean, of yeah. everyone that has speaking lines in this movie or in this episode, why do I keep calling it a movie? Anyway. <laughs> you know they are all relatively stupid and i love like how they like look through the camera and woodward is like the the second thing comes out and it's got the stuff on it and he's like whoa there are numbers on that that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) what a number zone yeah exactly oh man the money they're winning is like insane like even for like for 19 even today it's a lot of money but 1960 can you imagine when 9500 dollars and then like I, I imagine they won a few hundred thousand dollars in this kind of the scheme that they've come up with. And, you know, yeah, they got like bricks of cash. Yeah. Yeah. They're walking around with just like, Hey, look at what I got. Holy fuck. Sleeve now. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> well, the best part, the best part is when they take all the money back to the, the hotel room, of course we have that waiter, which I think comes has is probably one of the best endings to an episode, just that waiter alone. And they just have all this money sitting around like, you you would think that i guess as dan puts this, this is the idiot version of the twilight zone they just had the money just sprawled all over the place like <laughs> i don't know how you guys felt about that but i found it funny i'd be like i probably would do the same thing that waiter did too until he found out what was going to happen to him you know that type of thing but i mean if i had that much cash half- i'd do it so i could lay on it oh yeah that's what that's <laughs> I what was, i was yeah a decent proposal <laughs> i was half expecting the wife to just go up and start like grazing on it just you know like, <laughs> you know like a cow chewing curd or something just you know the, the, the idea that they understand what money is i mean i know that they probably have the positive affirmation of you know money good but I, the idea that they know what a monetary value of a dollar is you know I, I don't believe that for a second if they don't know how a camera works i'm guaranteeing you they don't know what money really is if they just know it's yeah. good <laughs> it's like when would... that guy was on the phone and he was buying like a car or something i don't know mm-hmm. and like he was sitting there, and the guy like said something. I guess on the other end of the line, like, "Where are you backing out?" He's like, "No, no, I'm not backing out." No, he was just trying to think. What I don't, I don't fully understand. Whatever, what all's going on in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> but yet, on the opposite side of that spectrum, they knew that the Picasso was fake. Like they knew that all the stuff that they got from the Curio place was fake because as at the beginning of the episode they're going through and it's like well we've got you know fake uh fake Picassos and this thing is fake and that's a reper reproduction and you know that thing over there was from you know 1902 or whatever you know it's it's because it's it on the back it was like labeled <laughs> fake. i was i was gonna say you see that was speculative so i always assumed that they'd actually found real stuff <laughs> and just were too stupid to realize it was real so like yeah, yeah. they are there with three the original castles like oh this is there. fake <laughs> <laughs> They they did it all wrong. They went to the wrong curio shop. You know, clearly they didn't go find the the prick casos and stuff like that. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they really money. made some money. Is that going to be like a reoccurring thing when we have British guests on? We automatically go to Picasso. Well, he's Australian. <laughs> that is true. But I just meant but like because hey. it's come up twice. We're in now. America, so same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> There's America and not America. You are yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> there's america and everything else no, there's america fuck it ain't yeah. american <laughs> so um, you're in england 
yeah, it's, it's like America, but not America. <laughs> yeah. So it's not America. Fuck yeah! It's just England. Fuck yeah! <laughs> no one will ever say that. that will no, never we'll be like England. Bollocks yeah! That type of thing. It'd be more sort of. It'd be more sort of backwards. It's all right. England. That's a sort of peak. Yeah, the peak is kind of an <laughs> awkward shrug and a kind of sort of <laughs> lift of the arm slightly, maybe a, eh, and that'd be it. That'd be you know, a pigeon explodes in Trafalgar Square. You know, a double decker bus jumps a chasm. I don't know why there's a chasm. There's no chasms in England. Ooh, a double decker. That'd be like speed, the European version. <laughs> <laughs> speed. If this bus drops the below hundred kilometers an hour, hang on, what's that in miles per hour? Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Right here we go. Get the calculator. <laughs> how that shit? How that? How that boat? Or how that bus jump over Buckingham Palace? Like there was no ramps or anything. It's just it's got the Mary Poppins thing going on. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, anyways, um, the, the waiter. <laughs> no, that's staying in. There's no tangent about that one. Um, so the waiter <laughs> three. <laughs> Exactly. You're a treat, uh, call blimey, governor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the waiter comes in, and th- this is how stupid they are. They didn't realize they-, they didn't read the front of the camera when it says they only have ten pictures. So they're like, he's like, it's oh in, yeah, like, you only French have or something though. Yes, French. Is, is it this actually French the... or is it? Yeah, English it's and... in French. Yeah, and this is the biggest thing that I have about this episode and it's the only thing that I sort of flagged up and went hang on a minute something's up here so what it says on the in French on the camera is something along the lines of the user has 10 photos or it's 10 photos per user but there's three of them so I have to assume either that they're too stupid to realize they have 30 photos between the three of them or that the camera had had enough of their shit after the first eight photos of their feet and just decided you know what these guys all count as one and then i'm done um or the camera yeah. is stupid too and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. even know how many photos are taken? Uh, five uh, seven um, 102 <laughs> you could also say that like between the three of them they have enough brain cells to equal one person oh, that's, true. Shit. that's true that's true <laughs> I, I just think it's amazing the waiter comes in he's like actually the smartest person too because he figured out what he needs to do but he's like he reads the he reads the front of the camera and this might be like an idiocracy moment where like the french is really just in english and they just call it french and that type of thing but he says there's nine there's 10 pictures left or 10 pictures total and and he leaves of course they they give him money and he leaves and then they're like, oh, oh, we, how many pictures do we take? And they kind of somehow figure that they take an A, and then they start, they start arguing over it. And then they like a picture gets taken. Of course, it's the it's uh, Paula just going. On. She's like, oh, but she was screaming. It's like, I don't see she was screaming. At least it didn't look like in the photo. But then they then they do the then as Dan says or Jacob said, one of the two said, uh, this is when the West Side Story moment comes in because one pulls a knife and they just start dancing around and fighting. <laughs> <laughs> the wife starts clicking her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chess says, "What? What is rattling your cage, ape? That type of thing, you know." It's. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get to like her ending, they just like fall out the window. They just like they pull the fever. Fall. Yeah, yeah, and it. They don't even. <laughs> It's they, great how they fall. It wasn't even that dramatic. They just kind of like go over to the window. You see it coming too. You're like, they're going out the window. And like the, res- the restraint of the editor not to put a slide whistle in. <laughs> they just went, 
they just kind of not even tumble, like kind of float out the window and go, oh, <laughs> there's no scream. There's no nothing after that. There's no they music, kinda, no dramatic. Oh, and fall out the fucking window. <laughs> That's how you know it's a first story window. Yeah, I guess. Because before they had a chance to scream, they're like, they just felt it's, yeah, it's just like the fever. And like the fake crying of Paula is like some of the most amazing acting I've ever seen in my entire life. Cause it's just like, she's like, oh, 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 money. <laughs> Wipe my tears away. Damn. I was just really hoping for an I Love Lucy laugh, you know, like a, <laughs> and then she falls. Uh, That's practically it, what happens. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but that kind of leads into like the conclusion of this episode where, She's like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna be a, a photographer, and I'm gonna take a picture of dead bodies. And she sticks the camera <laughs> out of the window and she takes a picture of the dead bodies. <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna keep this money and take some pictures. And then she like walks back in, and the waiter, the waiter comes in with a, a sack with the dollar sign on it, and it's like, I'm gonna take your money and blackmail you. And then I'm here to do your laundry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but she like. She, I don't know. She gets in a scuffle or something like that, but then she like there's this like random cord on the ground for the I think the 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 bead lamp or whatever, yeah, and she's just like oh, it falls out the window. Yes, she, <laughs> it, it was a random cord that had the perfect kind of tuft in it that would just match her foot, so it was like it was perfect. And and we're getting away from the seven. broader point. Yeah, we're getting away from the broader point here as well, which is: Do you think these guys actually understand the concept of death? Because I would, I personally would not put it past them to just think they just fall asleep and don't wake up. I think they're you know, so they're... dumb that when they fell out this thirty-story window and hit the ground, they're so dumb somehow they transcended death. They didn't even die. They're so dumb they don't. Their body does not know how to die. They just hit the ground. And, <laughs> but she, just like, when she fell again, out the just... window. I hesitate to just call it falling. But when she tripped and went out the window, she, she just went, ah! And then it's like nothing. It's, just, <laughs> it's like the rest of them. She just, ah! And like went flying just, out the window. And everybody's so calm about this situation, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it was because it was death by jump cut, so nobody saw anything. <laughs> that, that's the best They're part. Like the way... The waiter, the waiter picks up the camera. He picks up. The, he gets the rest of the money. He looks at the photograph. And he's like, I blue," and he falls out the window. And you don't even see him fall. He's like, "Ah, yeah." What like... happened to him? I get why she fell. I get why they fell. No matter how dumb it is, is he just he counts so the dumb? Four people, four dead people. So he just jumped out the window. I mean, what happened? We didn't see what caused him to fall out the window. He just saw and he said, "Four people." Oh! <laughs> Well, you see, what actually happened was she was hanging out the window and like you didn't you couldn't film that part because the budget was so tight. She but she actually grabbed him. him, grabbed him, pulled him out. Yeah, she grabbed him by the scuff of the neck and like pulled him out the window with her. And then mm -hmm. he, he was too heavy. And then she lost her grip and fell. She was actually on a DeLorean. She yep, like exactly. rise up in a DeLorean. <laughs> she had the Metal Gear Solid alerts thing when he's like, <laughs> I think I think the only way the episode could have ended any better is if it had slowly pulled back to reveal the full set and Rod Serling just kind of creeps in and starts putting the money in the bag and then it slowly <laughs> fades to black. <laughs> well, there was an episode where he did like a fourth wall break and that would have been fantastic if they would have done that with this episode. No, clearly or the if, best part is explosions. Or if they gave and, him like an oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say the best part would be like explosions and Ozymand or Ozyman reviews just 
narrating the whole thing as they fall. <laughs> Maybe the the stupid kind of wears off, and as he's doing his outro, he starts getting stupider. So he starts off very eloquent, you know, in the world where money is, you know, and then by the end of it, he's just like, money do good, brain fade good, bye, mm, pudding, and then. Sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I will down. also I will also add I love the fact so she was like the reason that they were fighting was they were trying to figure out like oh do we save could they have two pitchers left do we save it you know for a rainy day do we go back to the track what do we do with it and like after uh the two assholes go out the window she's sitting there with this camera with one more shot left and as compared to like holding on to it for a rainy day she like puts it out the window and takes a picture of these bodies yeah it says some quippish like Get ready for your close-up, Mr. DeVille. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Shit. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. Everyone's dead. Um, as they should be. Yeah, yeah as they should be. Because it does as... still follow that moral thing of, you know, everyone gets their comeuppance at the end. Are they I dead, know, I don't think they're. I don't think they're smart enough to know that they, they got a comeuppance. You know, I think that literally the, the, the level of intelligence here is they, they don't realize they've done anything wrong. They're, oh. they're just so, so dense. You know, they're, they're like a fruitcake. Very, very stodgy. <laughs> just they're they are not knowing anything. <laughs> the thing nobody wants, but everybody gets. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah that's the that's the end of the episode it's um as you can tell it's 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 a very not it's not what i call the greatest episode in the world but it has shiny moments and stuff like that but um dan i'll start with you uh what do you think of the overall episode now it's concluded and people are dead (laughs) everybody's dead (laughs) (laughs) just oprah you know you're dead you're dead everybody's dead um i enjoyed it i thought it was really good fun um it it, like I say, for a first time out, I was expecting something maybe a little darker. Um, but you know what? Being introduced to the show through a more lighthearted thing, I think, works quite well because it, it gives you a good growing out point, if you know what I mean. Like if, say, for example, I've been started on the darkest episode or what is widely considered the best episode, where'd you go from there? This was quite a silly but very, very enjoyable episode that I just really gelled with. And... Um, it was it was nice as well to kind of have people who are better established with the Twilight Zone there to kind of help guide me through the context of it. Triv was very supportive in kind of explaining exactly the 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 mechanics of how episodes work and things like that, and added extra context, which kind of really helped. So yeah, I mean, I, if it's a testimony to how good it is, when the episode finished, um, Triv was telling me about some other episodes, and while she was doing that, I was simultaneously looking up how much the Blu-ray box set cost, and also <laughs> looking up. Um, I found that he did a TV movie called Oh, what was it? Because the the Christmas uh... teaser at the end really sold me on. On, like the show so they apparently did a tv movie called a carol for another christmas mm-hmm. which is basically from what i've heard it's effectively christmas threads um which i'm i'm quite sold on that nuclear christmas sounds fun so yeah next can, week call, we'll call introduce a... you to uh nightmares a child hey, fantastic <laughs> similarly uh, uh nice low-key episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no mark me up as a, as a convert like i say i'm i'm just waiting now for the box set to get a little cheaper and then i'm gonna i'm gonna plow into them and see what i can do nice nice um how about you guys uh so i'm so i looked up because there's not a lot of trivia there's actually like one piece of trivia on this and it was relating back to the what the camera said like the the verbiage on the camera and um, in the Twilight Zone Companion, 
this is like how it describes like because it gives you like the plot and then it gives you just kind of like their their little additional information random trivia things like that directed limply by john rich who would later direct and produce all in the family a most unusual camera never really goes anywhere directed limply yes directed limply obviously i didn't see last week's episode (laughs) (laughs) very limp i was gonna say i thought it was quite quite pacey to be honest i mean you know they do sort of hover around the stupid quite a lot but you know it wasn't it was hardly pedestrian i'd say you know there's certainly enough going on for 25 minutes you know well and i think they mean that it it, it's you don't really have a moral base on this it's just a funny it's just a funny thing i i think that's kind of what they're more aiming for what's wrong with that man i don't know they want i guess everybody's child every week yeah everybody's expecting like (laughs) top 10 episode every week and then you know there's only 10 of those but uh i'm cool with a nice little palate cleansing fun goofy episode that maybe isn't like changing the world with all its themes and just having a good time i mean it's it's nice to just have something you just check your brain at the door and have a good time with it's not a hard episode to understand it doesn't have a lot of deep stuff to say it's just it's got that classic Twilight Zone feel as far as like how it's structured. You know, it offers mm-hmm. its its odd little, you know, it, its hook, and then in the end, you have your your ironic twist of fate. I mean, what else do you need? It's not shitty. It's not sucky. It's not last week's episode. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was entertaining. I had a good time with it. It doesn't have to be the the best episode in the world. I still had a good time with it. I would I would be willing if it was on. I wouldn't turn it off. I wouldn't necessarily seek it out again, maybe, but <laughs> I wouldn't turn it off if it was on the TV. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. It's an episode that I would never put in my top 10. It's an episode that maybe not even top 20. We'll, we'll see where it lands, but it's an episode that I feel is just entertaining. It, does, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't give like high concept ideas outside of like not do not live in an idiocracy type world. Um, that is apparently this world. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, but it just it just. It is an episode. Once again, I go back to I think Twi- I think Rod Serling needed a break, or at least needed some, you know, cleansing palate cleansing episode. And this is what he picked because the next episode, which we'll talk about uh, next week, is a little bit of a, a little bit of a headier episode than this episode. So I felt, you know, you go back and watch your favorite TV series. You watch like I don't know, Doctor Who or Friends or you know anything of that nature. And like the the holiday episodes are like especially during December. They're, they don't lean on like the major themes of what Twilight Zone or those series really go for. They're just more like the friends or the, the crew just do their thing and have a little bit of fun doing it and stuff like that. And this is how I feel about, you know, this Doctor, episode. So. The Doctor Who holiday episodes are awesome. They are. Well, no, no, they're awesome. <laughs> but they like I, I feel, always feel like the, the, the uh, non-holiday episodes are more. I, I don't know. I don't know if Doctor Who's a good. Maybe I'm wrong in that one. That's okay. um, but I mean, you know what I mean? Time. It's just. It, it feels nice to have this once. <laughs> yeah. It just feels the nice Christmas to have specials, The yeah. Christmas specials have a bit of a lighter tone to them, whereas yeah. even though they, they contrast that lightness sometimes with a lot of darkness, um, mm-hmm. you know, some specials get particularly bleak, but there's always that kind of, we can't, you know, we're not going to do like a nuclear apocalypse Christmas or something. It's always very gentle darkness I mean, that's there at the Christmas the specials. Christmas so specials off. where they introduced David Tennant in, the, in Doctor Who and they actually had the end of the world coming with the Santa Claus people. I can't remember. Yeah. Santa Claus, seen it. <laughs> oh, the plastic, in, the in, plastic guys. Yeah. Yeah. The plastic in, guys in Britain, you know, the end of the world is actually quite lighthearted. You know, huh? we, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, Monty Python. We have, a lo- 
Yeah, okay. yeah, you know, it's it's a gentle apocalypse. Like over here, we're like, oh my god, it's, it's fucking now. Get spaceships and all this over there. They're like, well, shit. Yeah, we're just here, like end of the world, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. Oh, shit. Lovely day. There goes the planet. <laughs> Baseball. Get your towel. Oh shit! There goes the planet. We're going to rain later. Yes. Oh, rain, rain, death and destruction. Oh, I should probably have my umbrella. I <laughs> mean, I mean, you guys, you guys did explode the planet, and you know, uh, was it that uh, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Guide. So, yep. yeah. So there you go. Damn, it was another day. Aliens. It was just a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a typical Tuesday. We can't for you. blame the Brits for everything over here. You guys did a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't we stinkers? <laughs> you colonized one country once 300 years ago and you still hear the end of it. Blimey. I mean, technically speaking, you colonized quite a few countries, really. Uh, details, details, details. <laughs> details. Just saying. I'm just saying. That's well, all in we're the just past, gonna... Triv. You're living in the past. Yeah, I tend we're to. Why are you going to bring countries. up old shit, Triv? Because <laughs> <laughs> it affected my family. No. <laughs> we're just gonna start we're just gonna start um uh like naming off all these countries that affected america and we're just gonna it's gonna be a slaughter fest that type of thing so um, the first sort of six or French, seven i'm no. very dismissive and then about 10 later i'm like mm, okay maybe and then by 27 just quiet <laughs> <laughs> so so with that said um I think we all pretty had, uh, had a lot of fun with this episode. I think that's where we kind of land. So, oh, without uh, further... do you do you want lexicon words quick that I've got? Oh yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, all right, closing Lex- too. Lexicon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have you're missing a couple buttons. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, who's you said who's rattling your cage, ape? And then um, uh, you can't tell a diamond from a baseball. And then uh, leaking yeah, that guess... in your course. Yeah, very I think good that's. Though. Yeah, I think that's. They talk about half a shuck, but at I'm, one point in time, I swear she said shit, but I think she said chet or something like that. I don't know. I'm at not... one point, they dropped something. She said shit. And I was like, she didn't say that, but it sure as hell sounded like it. <laughs> this is the uh, the what unrated version of the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that that's that's kind of all I got. But um, yeah, who's rattling your cage? Ape? I'll allow that. Yay. All right. Well, Dan, we also have what were some of the other ones? There was uh, push, push, like the push. No, I, <laughs> I the just push. Um, Saki and the puss, crumb bum, jump to the moon. Why you fingering me? The dirty end of the stick. You're crying. A room full of buckets, shoulders like pudding. The devil with you. I was born under a weak zodiac. Old at bottom. A lousy dog face line officer. When not in use, turn off the juice. She's got a leak in her attic. Scared fighting rabbits. I don't even remember what the hell that was. Chisel your way through a cheap trick. I'll do a jig for you, Pappy, like a puppet. Beat the difference in between right and wrong with a wet rope. That always reminds me of that James Bond movie. But uh, one of the best, dick to phone. <laughs> uh, legs like rubber, much like shoulders like pudding. And interest. As interesting as yesterday's fish, push, push, push all the way, all the time. Take a flying jump over the moon. Being a silly sophomore at Claude, discombobulated, six weeks in your rears. Honest to Pete, and that's the way it is. Season two has. You stupid frog cowboy. Everything looks tilt. Trying or tying one on. 
spring out of the sand like jumping jacks. You're in you're in hot for me for your collar buttons. He's a gleep. I'm gonna slice off a nice bit of cabbage, bear it up, June prune, and now who's rattling your cage, Abe? That is the sexicon. Yep. Spectacular. It's good stuff. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck did I just hear? (laughs) I I am I I love that kind of you know, sort of twenties to forties kind of border gangstery speak. It it always Mm. makes me just sort of smile. Uh, the one always gets me is they're a real Rudy Toot, and just all, for some reason that always just makes me me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> so that was that was a very amusing sort of five ish minutes for me. I was just very quietly going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all like <laughs> yeah, 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 going a little bit Beavis, a little bit but I just. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I will I will say, um, Dan, if you Object ever want to really a camera, <laughs> what if you if you really want a good episode. To hear Jacob do um, the Mr. Beavis open and close as Beavis is just <laughs> fantastic. Oh, did I do I that? Know what I'll be doing after I this think episode. I did do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll find yes. the link for you too. So We need the Mr. Yeah. Butthead Thank episode you. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that dingle is strong. <laughs> did you? I did say dingle. All right. So, with that said, close this out, Jacob. <clears throat> Object known as a camera. Vintage, uncertain. Origin, unknown. But for the greedy, the avaricious, I like that word. The fleet of foot who can run a four minute mile so long as they're chasing a fast buck. It makes believe that it's an ally, but it isn't at all. It's a beckoning. Come on for a quick walk around the block in the Twilight Zone. I should have read that in advance so I would have come across that word and been like, no, no, I never want you to read in advance because it makes it more, more exciting. I know you leave that shit in. I'm like, hey, cut that out. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll watch the episode. I'm like, oh my God, he left all that in. (laughs) At that point, I'm just speed. Cut that the fuck out. At that point, I'm speed editing. I'm just like, I need to get this shit done. I need to get this shit done. Done, done, done. Push, push, push. Well, I come off looking as stupid as the people in this episode. Josh. Uh, you didn't come up with your cups of your anus, so you just got something you didn't have to worry about. So with that said, uh, we'll go ahead and head into our last segment uh, of this podcast, which, of course, is the Twilight Zone ranking list, the greatest list known to man that no one else will create because we are the greatest podcast ever created. So Woo-hoo. with that said, uh, I know, Dan, I'm gonna, I know you say you're probably going to stay on the sides for this <laughs> this one. But um... all right. So personally, just off the off the cuff. OK, so Mr. Beavis, this is kind of where my logic is at least starting Mr. Beavis was kind of a similar kind of episode. It was more lighthearted. It, it kind of had some of those tones. Obviously not as stupid, but still that same tone. My starting place is like 24. Doesn't have to stay there. I'm just suggesting that as an opening. I yeah, like our opens. comedic episodes are like right in that section. Like The Chaser and Mr. Beavis. Well, the Chaser was stupid. Which one was that? Was that the, was that 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 was the, the one? one the, Love yeah, Love Potion. That's the one yeah, based the off your favorite... Crypto. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That like was a the, great the Twilight Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, the Tales from the Crypt episode was awesome. This was stupid. <laughs> I'll give you that. Thank well, you. Here, uh, is this better than um Elegy? For me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I is this, be- is this uh, better than execution? Yes. Well, mm-hmm. except exception of 13. Dick Saphone. 
or 14? <laughs> 14. 14 uh, Dan, for go. reference, Answers. 14 is perchance to dream. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, I would be okay putting it at 14, but I, I doubted that you guys would probably well, want to put it that high. Now you're going to like a nice place to visit and mirror image and what you need. and I did like it more than mirror image. I ain't going to lie. Mirror yeah, image, I never thought of as high. Uh, I didn't think as highly of as you guys did. I didn't hate it, but I enjoyed this more than that. But, I mean, you know, I didn't enjoy it more than. Um, yeah, I, I think World of I Difference is better because of that ending and. World of difference. difference that, that fourth wall breaking ending, I think. Oh yeah, that yeah, was a good that's ending. true. That's a good thing. And that that in itself you. was a very funny thing. See, too. Dan, this is what I'm talking about. This is what, <laughs> what I was talking about. Like it's got these good episodes. I'm like, oh no, it's not better than those, but it's better than Perchance to Dream. It's better than Liz Taylor wanna be. Oh Cat no, no, I'm sorry. World of Difference. Roller coasters. World of Difference is the guy going. That's into the guy the who's set. in the yeah with his bitch of a wife. <laughs> A world of his own is the uh, that one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so hmm. See, I like I nice like that episode. Picture. But a nice place uh, to visit, I think, is the push, push, push episode. I love that we remember these via sexicon words. Yeah, I don't even remember anything about that episode except for the push, push, push thing. Oh, that was the one where the. Uh, oh no, out. no! Uh, nice place to visit is the one with the the guy. Who That's the lives one in with the guy. Hell. Yeah. I feel like I should start mm. making stories up. It sounds about as believable. You know, oh, what about that one where, you know, they all had fish heads for half an hour? And I'd the... be like, oh, yeah, that one. I didn't like that one. Much. <laughs> Although it did have that great ending. Yeah. <laughs> one where it keeps raining Reese's pieces and everybody's diabetic. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And there's other food that it rains and stuff. Wasn't that one animated? <laughs> it's in color, too. <laughs> I had a sequel. Dear, would you please, dear, would you please pass me a donut? What's a donut? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's raining again. Uh, it's gonna take out my see. roofing, and I just had it redone. I did actually like this more than a mirror image. I'm not necessarily saying we're going to go above chance to dream, which is should, but I'm not saying that. But I did enjoy this one more than mirror image, and Whoa. a nice you place think this to is better visit? than nice place. Yeah, that's the. Uh... Yeah, I actually overall I liked a nice place to visit, but I think this one was probably if I had to sit down, these are my two options. I'd probably watch this one over that. Uh World of Difference is that's not the what what did we we said that's the one where he's that's um, one where he's the actor and inhabits yeah. his real life body. I, yeah. I actually liked it more than that one too. Um and I enjoyed that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well here, here's the real question. More... Is this better than Hitchhiker? That's what I'm looking at now. Because um, we might actually put this above Perchance to Dream if you like it better than Hitchhiker. I'm okay with that. I, yeah, I'm i not going to lie. I like the Hitchhiker. And I mean, it's the birthplace of Nan Adams. That is true. It's but sad I mean, that she I didn't show up in this episode unless she was a jockey. Uh, no, she was she, a you know, we she is what took the French guy out. We never saw. <laughs> the like, oh, back corner he, of a fucking view it came I explained a little bit about Nan oh, Adams, so okay. just a little okay. bit. Some okay. He took him out off screen. It was an off screen kill. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, yeah, you heard that? That, that scream the... was actually the car, uh, car horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I did. I mean, and I, and I know, I, Nick, I know you really like the Hitchhiker, and I, I enjoyed the Hitchhiker, but once again, if you said, hey, 
which and this I swear this is not me just trying to get in the book for just a dream. Bullshit. We just started over here and started working up. If I'm presented with these two and you say, hey, which one do you want to watch right now? I'd probably pick this one. I just like the kind of jovial kind of loose feel of it. I would pick this over Hitchhiker. But I know I'm probably. No, I agree. I'm good with that. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Two to one. But I really like Uh, this episode. This is one of those that like. I, there are very few episodes where I'm enjoyable. going to... Yeah, I'm not going to mandate, God damn it, this one has to be a certain thing, but this is one of the episodes where I would say, you know what, this one is up there for me. But see, I, I mean, I'm a, like a... like You're right, I'm a huge Hitchhiker fan, but I like how that story plays out. Like, it's, you know, it's conclusion. Like, this one has a you know, great conclusion, but I think that it has a better conclusion, just on, just on the sense of, like, what happens and, <laughs> you know, Nana like... Yeah, which one would you rather um, watch? The hitchhiker, honestly. Well, hmm. then we've just put it below the hitchhiker. I mean, it's it's one place. I mean, is, would you guys be fine with that, or you guys tell yeah. me? Well, I, I would mean, have I'm, a I'm... massive problem with that. Oh, <laughs> three to one now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's putting it. He's, he's putting it number one, actually. Yeah, it's gonna well, be like yeah. the worst version of Twelve Angry Men you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys say? Yeah. The opposite. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not. This isn't like a hill I gotta die on. So I mean, I'm 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 good in that general area right there. Yeah, I like this one more than, or just like sit down and watchability of it. I, I would pick this one over Hitchhiker, but I like the Hitchhiker too. So it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, you could ask the anal raccoon trophy behind me. Anal ra- How did we? Th- <laughs> <laughs> because anal. <laughs> That's what he said. Yep. Because anal. <laughs> <laughs> you know it used to be i'll tell you this much like... if you say that we're putting it above hitchhiker i'm i am immediately going to say okay it needs to go above for chance to dream too <laughs> so, so with that said so uh, if you don't want to have that conversation <laughs> <laughs> so with that said new number 16 is going to be uh, a most unusual camera which i actually didn't think it would go that high but i think i think it's a it's a it's an episode that's very entertaining, but uh, so with that said, number one is still I the Beholder. Number forty six <laughs> is the Trouble with Templeton. It's crazy to think about that. The fever still. <laughs> I keep I keep forgetting the fever's not number <laughs> last place anymore. Eventually, it comes to all of them. Exactly, it but is. yeah, like Close enough. I'm sure it'll be in the bottom ten all the way to the end. Exactly, but yeah, like I said, it's it's a what do we call you know higher end episode, but still in in the end, it's probably still going to be like closer to the middle middle pack of the series so when things go but with that said uh that'll conclude season 10 season 2 episode 10 of the episode most unusual camera uh the next episode is uh another videotaped episode which is uh not well beloved but is gained a cult classic kind of style of uh love recently in the last you know you know 50 years or whatever but that of course the yeah people don't like this there's a lot of people that didn't like this episode Really? <laughs> oh, I thought that was a really popular episode. Uh, no, no, it's it's considered like one of the lower lower tiered episodes, but really? uh, but yeah, season two, episode eleven, Night of the Meek, directed by Jack Smite, written by Rod Serling, stars of course the famous Art Carney, uh, John Fielder, Val Avery, and Meg Wiley. So we'll look forward to that. Hopefully, I don't want to like uh, jinx anything, but we may have a, a guest on that that we've been trying to get back for a while now. So, but with that said, uh, that'll do it. That'll be our take on a most unusual camera. Dan, thank you so much Bye-bye. for coming on for for yeah for putting up with our nonsense. You know, as 
this <laughs> as we do in this podcast but uh it's been awesome want to have you back at some point in the future for you know maybe not as funny of an episode but you know we'll try and figure out an episode to have you on but either way it's been awesome thank you so much for taking time out of your I'm sure a busy day of, you know, lounging around the house, you know, doing nothing or whatever you say you do on your vacation. But with that said, uh, where can they find your content, your channel, all that good stuff? Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, it was wonderful to be here and I was very glad to spend time with all of you, except Triv. Um, my channel, <laughs> no, she's lovely too. She's lovely too. I'm going to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> um, bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> so mean. Um, so my channel is TYTD Reviews. Uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash TYTD Reviews. I'm also on Twitter. Um, and like I say, uh, we've just had our summer special. We'll be back with a full season run on the 9th of September when we've managed to track down the one and only Barry J. Gillis for a very special kind of text-based interview mm -hmm. around his film Wicked World that we're going to be taking a look at. So uh, that should be really good to uh, crack that one open. But yep, I'm, I'm there. I'm on Twitter. Come say hi. Um, always love to talk to people, especially about shy films. I'm always here. But with that said, Dan, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, on to my normal hosts who uh, are here every week to deal with my nonsense. Uh, Triv. AKA you the boring a... ones. <laughs> uh, Triv, you have a trophy on your desk. Uh, yes. Now that you've exposed your anal raccoon to the world, uh, where can they find that anal <laughs> raccoon content? <laughs> That's a fantastic link. Um, you can find me here on YouTube at Trivial Theater. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Trivial Theater. Um, just came out with the Forbidden Zone, which was uh inspired by Dan at TYTD Reviews. It was a request um for a donation. So thank you again for that. Probably the craziest movie I have ever done in my entire life, and that says something. Uh, you don't need to say thank you to me for that. It was spiteful. <laughs> well, I'm trying to take it as a good thing. You couldn't um, tell when he was recording? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, you can also, uh, uh, by the time this drops, hopefully or thereabouts, I will have a collab out um, on Samurai Cop 2 as well. So make sure to check out those two pieces. And Jacob, you have a revolution starting. You know, the, the jar rain and his revolutionaries and blinking eyes. And uh, I was trying to, I was trying rain. to play off your t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to play off your t-shirt, <laughs> but it didn't work very well. Uh, where can they Jacob find Anders your... in the revolution? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but where can they find your content? You can find my content on YouTube at Jacob Anders reviews where I do movie reviews and I have a, I really don't know what you call it. It's not bi-weekly cause that would be every two weeks. What, what is it called when you do it twice a week? Would that be twice, weekly, um, twice a week, uh, twice a weekly? Okay, I guess I was looking for something a little bit sexier, or something like bi-weekly, weekly, tweakly, tweakly, like where that sounds like it's going. <laughs> twice a week, <laughs> every Wednesday and every Saturday, I have a a show, a movie centric uh, entertainment show that I put on, and Nick is usually there with me as well, and sometimes true. Um, <clears throat> which will actually be uh, as soon as we're done with this, I'll be jumping into. So uh, check that out and check out other movie reviews. I have actually a few more movie reviews coming out this week. As of the posting of this, I'll have a few more reviews posted that uh, than I have been having. So yay. So nice. check that out and come by the show and come by the channel, like, subscribe, <laughs> check out stuff that I have on, on there. And I'm on Twitter. Yeah. 
that's, that's um, I'm not yeah, definitely. This. I need to pre record this every week <laughs> <laughs> so I can just like hang on, let me hit that button. There you go. Yeah, I mean, he's like the hardest working person that I know, um, that isn't Triv and Dan <laughs> <laughs> and yourself. I don't know how hard working I am. But, oh, uh, shush. I'm like the hardest working person here, except for Nick, Triv, and Dan. <laughs> You're more hard working than the anal raccoon and Jeff. Exactly. Jeff works so, real it, hard, except they're blinking, watching all. Exactly. Uh, but with that I said, you can find dream. me. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, you can find me at Movie Emporium, where I have all my content. Like I said, uh, I do uh, sometimes host with uh, Jacob on his uh, his show, so look out forward to that. Yeah, it's good stuff. But anyways, uh, Twitter, Audio Boom, iTunes, all that good <laughs> stuff for you know the audio feeds for this show. Uh, but without further ado, for myself, Dan, Triv, and Jacob, we'll see you guys next time in the Twilight Zone. Peace out, guys. Bye. Adios. Take care.